0: Oh, we don't have music.
1: No, we don't, because Caleb is not here to play music. And There is no way that I am going to work that hard to play music. Welcome to the Fearly Saved Podcast, where we have the discussions real Christians don't have. Here's your host.
0: I am tired now
1: i'm confused i'm part of the dead dad's club
0: (laughs) that escalated quickly um i
1: mm, go ahead go ahead emily i feel that you want to ask the question
2: no when my husband says stuff like that i never know how to respond to him i just feel sad (laughs) It's fair.
0: That is a sad. It is a sad thing to try. Because my husband's
1: a part of the dead dad's club, too. It's not sad. It's a a knowing that your parent has lived a good life and that uh, death comes for all. And that's just a thing, you know. However, I would like to implore you if you're listening to this. We went to the graveside today. Also, uh, also it was uh, literally 10 degrees outside.
2: Wait, he didn't just die today, right? He's been dead. Oh, my gosh. My mommy. dad's been dead. Okay, because cause you said you were at a funeral, and
0: I thought, oh, my gosh, and we're recording this thing.
1: I went to my friend's dad's funeral, um, went to the graveside.
0: That's why the Dead Dads Club is a lot more relevant today. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I was more like, that seemed today. really um, out of left field because it's like, it's not even Father's Day. <laughs> I was like, why is Matt? I mean, February is a sad month.
1: So if you're going to read 1 Corinthians 15, which let me tell you something. Oh, no. There is not much more that you're going to get. I mean, it's just, there's some excitement in that, that resurrection passage, right? He, he read the part, uh, when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, that the saying that is written will come true, death has been swallowed up in victory. And he stopped there. How do you stop there? The next line. I think you just stopped talking. But the next line is, oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your victory? And like, how do you not read that line? If you're like at a funeral, it hurts so much that he stopped. And I'm like, buddy, I know the next line. It's real good. You
2: should have just yelled it out. You should have just (laughs) you should have just broken into song and done it.
1: (gasps) I was I was upset about that part.
0: Hey, it's decided to show up.
1: Did you just wake up, buddy? I I did just get up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, We need to talk about your voicemail message. You sound like a baby.
1: Okay. Well, that's fine. We did not record that on the podcast, just FYI.
2: My voicemail message has been recorded since 2002, so I also sound like a baby on mine.
3: I do need to change it. You are correct.
2: You don't need to change it. You just sound like a baby.
3: Tell us more about what happened today, Caleb. Uh, I went to bed when I got home. Okay. And we hadn't decided on a podcast time, so I didn't set an alarm to wake up because nobody had decided <laughs> on a podcast time. And then, and then while you were asleep. Then while I was asleep, you guys decided. Um, so that's that's what happened. So we're at in the podcast, are we?
1: Well, we haven't gotten that far. We're still in life updates. Uh, we
0: were just started because we had to figure out how to like log in without you and get recording. So...
1: It took us a little bit longer than it should have
3: That's fine, but yes, that's that's exactly what happened um, Because I work nights, and on Thursdays especially I have to know ahead of time so I can set an alarm to be awake Yeah, yeah, we we called you i oh I, i'm aware i woke up i saw that i was like oh matt called me and then i checked the text messages and then it's like okay at three at three o'clock you guys decided three thirty would be the time to start recording so no, we,
0: we we i suggested it earlier
3: 255 i'm sorry <laughs>
0: it was before then <laughs> it was this morning
3: mm. hold on I check it
0: so hold on okay yesterday at noon we you said Thursday is better for me and you didn't give any time constraints because Caleb. literally
3: any time works as long as I know to be awake <laughs> <laughs> as long as I know to be awake Wait, it works but you didn't
0: communicate that you just said Thursday is better for me and it was like okay Caleb
1: refresh your page refresh which page this page here yeah it says caleb's browser preventing recording ask caleb to refresh the page so here's the thing i i hated my research methods class but for me there was no teams there was no teams meeting anything it was like hey here's what you have to do here's the paper i want you to write by the end of the semester and i wrote it and i'll, I'll let you know it was a pretty crap paper like looking back on it from what you know, oh, but it's like my first master's level paper. It's it's not, especially looking back. I'm like, wow, I am a much better writer now. That's that's the problem with this class in particular. And I understand why it exists because they don't. Professors of you know a hyper level class don't want students coming in and writing really bad Turabian papers. But
2: but all tura- all your first papers
0: are
1: really bad. So. Right. I would much rather not have the research class. And then as a professor, work with my students on how I want them to write.
0: Well, and, and it seems like this, this class could be so much. And ag- again, as somebody who, I mean, my bachelor's, I had to do this. I already done two classes, full research papers on this kind of thing. So to have had that modeled so well of like, okay, if, if, if that's what the whole point of this class is, it, the, the, the goal has not been achieved. Like it, it it should have just been a write a research paper and turn it in. Like-
2: my last semester at Evangel, um, my classes made the switch to Turabian. So I just, I did not do it. So I just emailed my professors. And that's what I did for this class. Like when I had a question about, um, because in his notes, he said to use Calibri 11. But in the Turabian handbook, it said Times New Roman 12.
1: Always ten oh, term and twelve,
2: right. So I emailed him, and he was like, oh, i'm I missed one because the teacher." who was doing this class before me was using APA and now everyone uses Turabian. So like, I just asked my teachers, I know that's probably annoying, but I'd rather just ask the professor what they want than try to figure it out.
1: Well, And I had my students, whenever I taught history of Christianity last semester, I had them write a, so their, their midterm was open book. And I said, "I, I want you to practice citations. And I said, here's the thing. I'm not going to count off if you don't get the citation, right? but I am going to circle it. I'm going to tell you what you did wrong. So that when you write your research paper at the end, then you're going to be held to that higher standard. Right. And that's, and you know, if this, if this class was like, Hey, I want you to write the first part of your research paper, you know, I want you to write the introduction and we're going to critique your introduction. And then I want you to write your conclusion. Like that's how this class should be formatted.
2: That's what I had hoped. Like we were going to like present our idea for our Our paper and like she would walk us through the steps of putting together. But it's also fine because I have to go to these team meetings. I have to check a box that says I read the stupid book and I'm pretty much being left alone, which is fine. It's just annoying. I'm paying for it. (laughs) Like...
0: Also, y'all, I was just trying to plug in a charger and I just whacked my head really hard on the corner shelf. And...
1: I feel that. Are you all right? Yeah. I've been there.
0: I didn't even yell very loud because I was like.
1: So shocked.
0: Yeah. And, and like that then next I, level I had of... to kneel down on the floor <laughs> for a minute. It's like, damn, that's how. Whew. I don't know if I have a mark, though. Do I have a mark?
1: All right, Caleb, here's the thing. We We said we were going to switch to marriage when you weren't here. That's fine. Caleb understands marriage. He's
2: just not in one.
1: Unfortunately.
3: I can talk about the sacrament of marriage.
2: That's what I was saying. You can talk about marriage. You're just not in one.
3: Exactly.
1: Additionally, we have a tweet this week because Austin sent that one a couple weeks ago (laughs) that was really funny. Okay. Do you know which one I'm talking about?
3: No, because Austin isn't a few. So we'll do we'll do at least one of them. We'll, we'll call
1: Are it- Are
0: you concussed, Rebecca? I'm fine. No, it just hurts.
1: Do you need to get uh, some peas?
0: No, I'm fine. I don't have any peas left. I didn't hear the S
2: and I was like, that's for jellyfish. Yeah.
1: <laughs> As friends told us.
2: Yeah, Derek hates friends.
0: What is the matter with him?
2: I know. Has he watched it? He also does, yes. And he also doesn't like Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory got real dumb at the end. We are 50 minutes into this thing <laughs> and it's all B-roll.
1: <laughs> this morning we're going to talk about, yes, I said morning and you can get over it. We're going to talk about the news. We're going to talk about, uh, we have a tweet this week, which is exciting. Rebecca's going to bring us a wonderful dead animal story, I just assume Dead?
0: They're not dead!
1: It will be later. We're going to talk about marriage.
0: Oh my gosh! And so
1: now we're in a transition to Pastor Becky's animal corner.
3: Matt, you should have access to the media board. Oh, is it in the media board? Yeah, but I do too, so I'm going to hit the... The music, do we
1: all have access? Because I want to make noises. I had no clue how the media board worked,
3: so
0: we can log in, Emily, and then we could all have access to sounds.
1: <laughs> That's terrifying.
3: <laughs> so, what I'm hearing is that I'm gonna need to go change the password on <laughs> Side.
0: <laughs> Caleb's gonna be getting that changed real quick. Caleb, I don't know the password, I can send it to you, Emily. <laughs> This is probably not shocking that my animal news story has to do with the fact that today, that we are the day we are recording, is February second, and it's Groundhog's Day.
1: Did you know that I didn't realize that it was Groundhog's Day until uh, I saw the alert this morning? And then forgot about it until just now.
2: So that makes sense because I saw a commercial that said if the groundhog sees a shadow, we get free beer. Oh,
3: go wow. on. Who? Where is this? And how fast can I get to Chicago?
2: No, it's like a ch- national chain. I'll find it.
3: I don't even like beer, but you know, it's free.
2: It's Sam Adams.
1: Sam Adams is giving away free beer. Yeah.
2: If he
3: saw his shadow, did he see his shadow?
2: Yes. Oh, if he doesn't see his shadow, sorry. Oh.
0: So we're going to have six more weeks of winter, which if anybody has been paying attention, that's probably not shocking. Um, Seeing
3: that it would be six more weeks till spring otherwise is definitely not shocking.
0: Here's
1: the thing with this stupid animal that I don't understand. (laughs) Why are we doing this? Because it will be 38 degrees here on monday which is basically spring in the upper midwest so (laughs) i don't care about this damn groundhog because it's going to be 38 now it's going to be five tomorrow
2: yes it's it's going to be seven here but we're going to get up to 38 and then it's we're going to hover around
1: the 30s which is basically awesome
2: monday it's going to be 46 in my town
1: which is spring like we could open the windows Balmy weather,
2: shorts for sure.
0: What's the groundhog's name? Punxsutawney Phil. They're always Punxsutawney Phil.
1: No matter how many times
2: he's died. I'm not big into this groundhog thing, so I didn't know that.
0: But they're so cute. I
2: live in Illinois. There is no prediction to this weather. Why would I
3: even have hope? The shadow means nothing. I know. It's never a prediction. It's never been a prediction.
0: Caleb, we don't care. How dare you? What do you mean we don't care? I think we
1: are saying that we care. (laughs) That's that's been a majority of the conversation so far.
0: Is this a wild groundhog? (laughs) Um, So here's the thing about like winter this year, apparently, is in my area in central Washington, normally maybe in November, December, we'll get snow and it'll 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 be there for like a day or two. And then it warms up enough that it all just melts. And we don't get snow that actually sticks around for a long time until the first week of January. Like last year, it was while we were in um, Disneyland that we literally got dumped like three feet of snow while we were gone. (laughs) And my house sitter had to dig a path so that Gimli could pee in our back patio because there was too much snow. And Lily had a grand old time because it was taller than her and she just bounded. But so normally we don't we don't get that that feeling of like okay the snow needs to go away and we're done with winter until about mid February because then it's been like six weeks of just See, that was, snow that was on the my ground. alarm telling me
3: to wake up if I haven't woke up
0: <laughs> but. The the problem it was is that because this year it was the week right after Thanksgiving that we got dumped on and it stuck around until a week ago.
1: Stuck around, stuck around.
0: All of a sudden it was like January eighth, and Nate was like, "I'm tired of the snow." And then he realized what he said and went, "Wait, we're not supposed. To, it's only. It's not even winter yet. Like, or it's only a month into winter. Like, it's not even." Rebecca, we've we've had this
1: conversation before, right? That I I really suck at empathy.
0: I, yes, and I'm aware, and I don't really care if you have empathy. I'm telling the listeners. Like you tell me all the time. It has increased so much in this story because <laughs> I've got three
1: feet of snow on my lawn. <laughs> and it was negative 11 Tuesday. That was the temperature, not the wind chill. Uh, the the wind temperature chill was negative 23. So. <laughs>
0: that's why that's why I did a caveat of the fact that in my area I hope
1: that the listener feels bad for Rebecca because I do not
0: I need I need to go get an ice pack for my head it hurts
2: I'll be right back go put your head in the snow outside
3: I have not seen snow this year at all that's weird
2: wait don't do you live in a place that gets a lot of snow
3: no I don't I live in North Carolina at least
1: a little
3: bit usually not to have gotten any snow is is a little bit weird when i look when i go to accuweather and i look at the weather by month it's gonna it's gonna be cold the next two days low of 20 tomorrow and then low of 25 Uh, but otherwise it's not supposed to drop into below freezing until march 6th wow
2: must be nice
3: so all of this snow talk on the one hand yeah, so after this weekend, it's not even supposed to frost until like March. so on the on the one hand i I uh, miss the snow. You guys talking about the snow makes me jealous because I love snow. I like shoveling snow, um, I know. I'm weird. Um, And you say, oh, he doesn't know what shoveling snow is. Like, no, I grew up in Missouri and I lived in Pennsylvania for a few years. Pennsylvania's got real snow. And I shoveled snow in Pennsylvania every time it snowed. And I enjoy it and I miss it. So
2: let me tell you, I don't mind snow. I don't like The wind and bitter cold. That's my thing.
1: So currently it is eight degrees outside and it feels like negative 10 because it's cold. Tonight it's going to get down to negative 17 and our lowest wind chill is 28, right? And that is that negative 17 is at 7 a.m. tomorrow. And then the temperature rises to two at 3 p.m. And then it continues to rise overnight to tomorrow at seven, it'll be 12. And then, or sorry, Saturday. And then we have a high of 32 30 on saturday so it's going to be very different and then it's supposed to rain on monday so
3: nice so that snow is going to melt and what doesn't melt is going to refreeze as a, a horrible mess
1: yeah it's problem is it's just going to refreeze because not not all that snow is melting there's no way
3: so make sure your walks are cleared and make sure you have some salt otherwise you're going to be real screwed i'm gonna have to go buy some
1: salt to be real salty
0: So uh, anyway, we're going to have six more weeks of winter, guys. Sorry.
3: Yeah, again, everybody knew that before it happened.
0: I was hoping to have six more weeks until
1: spring. Here's the thing, and and here's how I feel about Groundhog Witchcraft. (laughs) That's all I want to say about groundhog. I just, I just want that to be there.
3: I feel like we should point out that Punxsutawney Phil is just because they name all of their groundhogs Phil, because it's Punxsutawney, it's Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania.
2: He's not a hundred years old,
3: so Punxsutawney Phil is is just they name the groundhog Phil. They drag him out of the ground, which groundhogs normally be sleeping this time of Poor year. Bastard. Like I ain't gotta be above the ground, so they dig him, they they drag him out, make him come out, and see. Is he a
2: zoo? Animal? No. They just go into the wild and find no a groundhog. <laughs> I don't know a lot about this practice,
0: guys.
3: No, that's pretty much. If you've ever been in that part of Pennsylvania, there's a lot of groundhogs. It's not hard to just go find one.
0: But th- but there is one specific groundhog that is like part of the. It's, like, owned by the city, and I'm pretty sure they're just bred, and they have a groundhog that is...
1: I'm pretty sure groundhogs
3: are animals, not
1: bred.
0: So there has to be two other groundhogs then, right? Because,
2: like, so there's three groundhogs?
3: They say that it's the city's groundhog. I'm not buying it. There's so many groundhogs. How you guys tell it apart? Unless it's in captivity. You chip them.
1: When you talk about chipping them, is this, like, a laze She means like microchipping them, not
3: like-
0: Not like Doritos? It's not
3: bread, it's not chips, it's an animal, okay? Guys, I'm hungry.
0: Uh, No, we noticed. I couldn't tell. (laughs)
3: Let's move on from a stupid animal story to (laughs) whatever we're talking about next. (laughs) Hey! I didn't say that your choice of it was stupid. Right, it's the the
1: groundhog is stupid, you are not.
0: It is not. Stupid, the groundhog. Well, I mean, the six weeks is stupid. But what part of the groundhog witchcraft? (laughs) Um, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair.
3: All right. So, marriage.
0: Marriage is what brings us together.
3: Oh, I can shut her mic off. And actually. Matt can shut her mic off I don't don't know how I feel about two of us having control At the same time Like usually I'm the all powerful dictator They can like do that
1: Should have been here on time
3: (laughs) You you know on time should have been decided
0: Power being delineated To the people Caleb is very American
3: Well first off And you're for freedom I see it on your shirt Actually my shirt says freedom is not a pizza.
0: So Matt having more pat more freedom doesn't take away your freedom, Caleb.
3: I never said that it did. I said I'm used to being an all-powerful dictator and now I'm not. And I'm like a semi-powerful dictator. See, cuz if I muted Rebecca, not only could Rebecca unmute Rebecca, but Matt could also unmute Rebecca.
2: But I have no power. So it is like America.
1: All the power is concentrated in a few men.
2: Yep, white men to be exact.
0: That escalated quickly.
1: That's what King George said.
0: We love you, Obama.
3: I don't even know where that one came from, but...
0: It doesn't matter. It was so good. That was amazing. Um, so we're talking about marriage.
3: I thought you were a conservative, Emily.
0: No comment. I don't know if Ka- Emily knows what she is anymore. Yeah, Emily was when we met her.
2: After almost 12 years of marriage, living with a non-conservative, one of us is getting more conservative and one of us is getting less
3: So what you're saying is that in marriage, you're becoming more like each other.
2: Yes, we are. Interesting. We actually talked about that the other day.
1: Just like we come more like Jesus in marriage and single people don't understand how Jesus works. It's in the Bible.
3: Uh, I'm... Pretty sure that's not in the Bible anywhere.
2: You get a special prayer line when you get married that single people do not have access to.
3: Yeah, Caleb,
1: did you know that?
2: I'm gonna write my dissertation on it.
3: I love it. Y- you know what? If you if you do, if you write your master's thesis on it, I will read it. I will make fun of it, critique it heavily, say that it's some bullshit, but it doesn't mean it can't be a thesis because. I've read some really bad master's thesis and doctoral dissertations, but they still
2: got the degrees. But you've not read mine yet.
3: (laughs) It hasn't been written yet. And I'm pretty sure it's not going to be about a special prayer line that you get when you get married, because that's not a thing.
2: That's not the conclusion of my paper.
3: First
1: off, she can write the paper, and even if that is the conclusion, she's written her paper about it, so you can stuff it.
2: (laughs) And if you read it, it's also peer-reviewed, so I can...
1: There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it would be peer-reviewed. Didn't say it was accepted. (laughs) I'm going to start saying that. I've got a bunch of peer-reviewed papers. No one accepted them, but they were reviewed. This is amazing. That means you can quote yourself in your papers.
3: Right. You can quote yourself anyways. You don't have to only quote peer-reviewed things. Some
2: papers, only peer-reviewed resources are allowed. So I'm just saying.
3: No, I'm pretty sure that you have a minimum number of sources required. And they have to be peer-reviewed to count towards your minimum number. Not in this paper. I don't think any sources are
0: required. Wait, which one? This one.
3: (laughs) Oh, it's a book review. It was just some hot garbage.
0: That's not the same. Yeah, a book review is not the same as writing a research paper, Emily.
3: I have thoughts. Like I I would never have chosen that book for a book review for that class. Like I understand you have to choose a book, but I can think of several better books. Like all of them?
0: And that might be the case, but I I think there's something to be said in that this this book is actually one that is the most popular within Christian circles.
1: It's not though. Like that's that's the thing. That drives me crazy about it. But this
0: has nothing to do with marriage. We'll get there. Okay, fine. In my experience, there's been no other book that I've had recommended to me really? or to others to for an apologetics like experience of looking at evidence than A Case for Christ. People have
1: recommended that book to you.
0: Yes. Wow. So I recognize that in maybe the scholarly world, that's not the thing
2: but i didn't even realize this was an apologetics book to be honest um until i was past the like introduction that i got it
0: my whole point here is that while i i recognize and i hear you guys that you wouldn't have assigned this book and that's fine but in at least in my experience and in a lot of ministries a case for christ and lee strobel and his a case for all the other books are super popular
1: it's for all the other books
0: Uh, So whether or not you would assign this book, I think the point of him assigning this book is because this is a popular book that we and that people in our congregations are going to be encountering. And we need to know and we need to have criticized, critiqued it and seen the strengths and weaknesses of his arguments is what is what I think the point is.
2: It's most recommended in my circle.
1: Let me just say that that is the case. Okay, is that the that's the Tim Keller book?
0: reason for God, yeah. So let's say that that's the case.
1: Like, let's just let's take your thesis that you have presented to us and say that that is true. Okay. If that's the case, where would that book be best read? I don't know. And my argument is, and this is the main reason I'm opposed to it in, in the where it's sitting in your coursework. Okay. Because that is not a New Testament book.
0: Ah, okay, gotcha.
1: Right. If if you were reading this in an intro to apologetics class
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you were critiquing it as an apologetics book 100 percent, i'm with
0: you
3: like it was on my list of books to read for my apologetics class i didn't read it in my my undergrad that makes more sense
2: that's what I'm struggling with is it doesn't connect to the New Testament except Jesus, which obviously is the main component of the New Testament.
1: I get that. That's the idea that there is this idea that Jesus exists, but like no no historian worth their weight right. says that Jesus doesn't exist. So Strobel's case for the existence of Jesus is worthless. Yeah, that's not the main point of his book though. But even even then the case for Jesus as who he says he is. It's just there's so many other books you can make that that case with. Like, I think Larry Hurtado's Destroyer of the Gods might be a better book. I haven't finished that one yet, but I know of Hurtado's argument. I think King Jesus Gospel is a better book. I think Paul and the Power of Grace would be a better New Testament book. Um, I think A Gospel Allegiance would be a better New Testament book. Like, there's so many other things that you could read to bolster what is happening in the New Testament that is not a case for Christ. And that's the reason I, I think it's problematic where it's put in the program.
0: That makes more sense.
1: Like, what are you going to recruit? Like the, the book report, like, what are you gonna say? Jesus is God. Thank you for coming to like, no, we have to write about the
2: most compelling argument from the book. So I think like for the archeological evidence or the Josephus,
3: there's no archeological evidence. Uh, Josephus,
2: There is, because there's the pool of Bethesda.
3: But not for not for Jesus. Oh, it exists. (laughs) That's that's (laughs) hilarious. To corroborate that they did a good job, that that like it was like first century culture. Yeah, of course it was. It was written in the first century. Like, of course, they got the cultural things right. They were there.
1: And that's that's the thing. You know, you can read. So, I mean, I would rather read, if I'm going to read a book along these lines, I'd rather read Bart Ehrman.
2: I don't know who that is. Well, unfortunately, we didn't get to pick
0: our books. I know. And this is what we were assigned. Evangelists. Hey, Matt, it'd be super helpful if you guys didn't just bash our program all the time.
3: I'm not bashing your program. I'm bashing the course choices.
1: If it makes you feel any better, I'm not the only one. <laughs> Way to not listen to people. And the thing is, I know that they're trying to do better. It's They've gone through a lot with the, um, the reorganization, and
3: it's just... Here's the thing. If Matt were to take up his, all of his things with his program, we also would have had critiques of it. Uh,
1: oh my master's program
3: had a lot of problems. I also had critiques of my own master's program. So like having critiques of like a weird book on a list like this doesn't fit. like these are critiques that I had of my own program while I was going through it too. So that's not unique. To AGTS,
0: sure. I hear, I hear that, and I, I'm sure that's true. But that's not how you communicate. You guys communicate it verbally to us. That might be true, but that's you've never said that.
3: Well, I've said it now.
0: Until just now.
3: That's fine. You don't remember me complaining about my master's program, like, why the heck am I reading this book? Like, I definitely did that in the polo group multiple times.
0: That was a long time ago, Caleb. I don't remember anything before November of 2021. You know this.
3: <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not. It's not that these it's not like those complaints haven't been made when they were relevant so this is not just evangel bashing it is evangel bashing let's be clear but it's not just evangel bashing
0: that's more helpful to know
3: all right so marriage
0: marriage
3: what is marriage why marriage <laughs> or do we want to talk about that another way because Because I've been on the call for 34 minutes.
0: We kind of just talked all about like something else that we could just make that our middle section (laughs) debating the case for Christ. We could redeem this, though. I think we could. Do we need to, though? I don't know if it needs to be redeemed.
1: Can I ask? No, I think I think this is I think this is a good conversation. I think it it does work well with the thing. So, Caleb, I have a question for you. Uh You're going to have a survey book for a New Testament class. Yes. Right? Let's leave that to the side. Okay. What book would you choose as the complement? So, it's a master's level course. So, you're going to have a survey and you're going to have an additional book. What would be the additional book that you would have, have, uh, have everyone read? Hmm.
3: I really like Gospel Allegiance. I think that would be a solid book. Yep. It talks both about like what the text of the New Testament is, uh, but it also gets into that first century culture. What is allegiance? What is faith? Um, because I think that's one of the things that like a lot of people miss. Like We have all of this faith and allegiance talk throughout the New Testament. What does Pistis mean? All of that. Um, I think that kind of a book is, is something that is not transformative because it's not like those things weren't already out there in the scholarly sphere. Um, but that, that, that book is an entry-level book um, and, and I think is powerful to shaping how we understand first century faith
2: oh that's only twelve dollars oh, Who is
1: it really you should get it
0: yeah i'm getting it's it.
1: phenomenal yeah i think that's a great great book uh what about you two
0: i haven't read that book yet um
1: by matthew bates
0: yeah because it's not on audible
1: <laughs> it is too
0: it's not no sorry it's not at the library the, the audio book is not uh, through my yeah, library that so i haven't gotten I it yet say, it's that's on why
3: audible i know it's on audible that's how i read it <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's just not in my um it's not free. Yeah, it's not through the library. Um That's fair. it is on Kindle, but I just haven't. Um so what would I so the question was not textbook, but what would our like complimentary book be to it?
1: Yeah, you all, almost always when you're doing a master's level course like that, you're gonna have a, a secondary book like you guys have. Uh and it's not that I think that the book you're reading is necess I do think it's a bad book, but my major contention
3: no, I don't necessarily think it's a bad book. I think it's a weird place to put it in the curriculum. Like, yeah. I don't think a New Testament survey class is where that book fits best.
1: Right. So if you had to pick a different book, what would you pick? I know it's going to be harder for you. You, you just haven't read on that. In that vein, as much, but I'm I'm curious.
2: I don't know if this would count as a New Testament book, and there are there are issues with it. But I think because this class is kind of focused on hermeneutics, I think it would be good. Um, misreading scripture through whatever westernize. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not really like New Testament necessarily, but it really helped me when I was taking hermeneutics to look at the concepts presented and see if I was really bringing my bias to reading scripture, which.
1: I was. Turns out.
2: Because we all do, because bias is, you know, built into us. Um, So I would pick that one.
1: I wouldn't pick that for a New Testament class. I hear what you're saying, but but most of your seminary level courses are going to have, or plans are going to have a hermeneutics class, and I think that that should be required reading at hermeneutics.
3: Yeah, I think it's a good hermeneutics book.
2: But when you're asking versus this book, I feel like my choice was better.
1: No, you are 100% correct that that is... That's a true statement. I I will go with you.
3: The book that we keep holding up is The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. I
0: I think actually I would, um, which this might be almost in the same category of of A Case for Christ, um, but uh, seeking Allah, finding Jesus—actually, um, Nabil's memoir—because um, I feel like it does it, it addresses issues with. I mean, it's not an academic book; it's a memoir. Um, but engaging with the relational element of their their friendship with the the questions surrounding, and maybe that, and that probably belongs more in like one of the um, Muslim context classes. Um, because AGTS has those, but I appreciate the argument surrounding who Jesus is and what the New Testament's context is speaking to play out in a relational way. But if like going more academic, I would probably be the King Jesus gospel. So like one of those two. I have a couple of books on my wish list that I wish it had been. Matt and Caleb think my book is a terrible choice, so they're not gonna say anything. Uh no, I was
1: I was reading something else. I think your book is a good choice. I do think you're right that it, it probably could exist elsewhere.
3: I think it fits better in a in a world religions.
1: I think that would be a really good book in a in an apologetics course. Which
3: it's an apologetics book, so.
2: I don't know if this book's good, but Keener is solid, I think. There's this book. That I would have liked to have read in my New Testament class.
3: bald women and wives? Yeah.
2: Um, so I would have liked to have read that one. And then there's one that's called The Making of the New Testament. I would have liked to have read that as well.
1: Oh, who's that by?
2: That's by Arthur Patzia.
1: I don't know who that is.
2: I don't either. But you know, sometimes you're on Amazon late at night. And oh, 100%. So The book's $25 and you're not sure if it's reputable. I'd like to throw
1: out a few, <laughs> if I may. I'd like to hear your opinions on them, okay? First off, King Jesus Gospel. We actually used it in our uh, New Testament class. We had to write a paper over it. It's on Audible.
3: Oh, it's by your BFF.
1: I do love Scott. Um, He helped me come out as a, mar- as a Marxist, so I mean.
3: I'm more shocked that you hadn't already come out as a Marxist because I've known you were a Marxist for at least three years.
2: So to come out as a Marxist means
0: you're a communist? Is that what that means? Nope, those are two different things.
3: Like the the amount of times that you talk about power and balance, that you talk about <laughs> the, we, the the rich and the poor, like
1: just because I think that Marx accurately describes the problem because it's biblical, does not mean that I agree with his solutions.
3: <laughs> I like your because the ultimate truth says he's right
1: because it's biblical. I believe in a god that has come to overthrow the rich oppressors.
3: I mean, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I agree with you. I just like that you're like I think Marx is right because ultimate truth says it's right.
1: Um. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to if you're going to make an appeal to authority, you might as well make it the highest one, right? Right. So that's that's my first choice, King Jesus Gospel.
3: Yeah, no, it's good. Solid choice. Solid choice. That would have been my second choice after Gospel Allegiance.
1: I think Gospel Allegiance is up there for me. How God Became King by Tom Wright.
3: Yeah, yeah. I
0: haven't read solid that either.
1: Solid choice.
3: But if we start having people read Tom Wright, they're they're not gonna stay ag. You know how many people I know who have started reading Tom Wright and left the AG? I have a list. There are some that have
1: stayed, Caleb. It happens. I'm aware
3: that there are. But I I have literally a list of people who started reading Tom Wright in their seminary work and now are Anglican. Like, I have a list.
2: Is that N.T. Wright's real name is Tom?
1: Nicholas Thomas Wright.
2: I just call him N.T. Wright.
1: Right. Yeah. So the the deeper you get into scholarship, the more you call him Tom, and I mean that like the best way possible. Because like when he goes to things and talks with people, he calls him he he like he's Tom, and so like Scott is Scott, and so
0: I call him Scott now at this point, even though. It- <laughs>
1: And That's the thing, so like you know, uh, so he doesn't go by NT when he's at like Yo NT, uh, stuff. He, you're he, right, he, he just goes by Tom.
2: Okay, well, Tom read a book that was like Simple Jesus or something.
1: Simply Jesus,
2: that book was really good.
1: Simply Jesus is, I almost put that on the list.
3: If you just listen to the Ask NT Write Anything podcast from time to time, you will also start to call him Tom.
1: Oh, yeah, that's how Justin refers to him, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so those two were on the list i wanted to put but this one by sievers and bretler
2: that's on my list
3: i haven't read it so i can't say
2: i haven't read it either it was 25 dollars. that's my limit for scott impulse
1: books quite a bit of quotes from this in his notes it's on audible i can't listen to a book like that i gotta read it I I do both of them usually. So it came out in 2020. What I'm hearing is I need to get that book.
2: Well, I'm unemployed, Matt. I don't have the money for an audio book and a hard copy.
1: Oh, I keep the Audible subscription.
2: I have that too, but I use it to listen to murder books, okay?
3: Fair. I I knew that you listened to murder books as by the number of murder books you suggested to me when I said, hey, I need book suggestions for the month.
0: Matt, if you only get one credit per month, I get I go through a credit, uh, one book in like three days. One credit is not enough.
3: Okay, you get the two credit plan and then you just budget to spend an extra $35 and get three more books every month.
0: <laughs> That's not how the budget works, Caleb. It can be how the budget works. That's not how my budget works with two kids.
3: As long as you just put it on the budget. It's exactly, it's on my budget. It's a budget line. Uh, Matt, what was the book? I need to buy it on Audible.
1: The Bible with and without Jesus. Okay. They also have a New Testament. So I think one of those, I haven't read the Bible without Jesus, but Scott did mention it quite a bit in his uh, Pharisees lectures. And so uh, I I wonder, especially at the master's level, if that would be a good book to introduce uh, master's level students to, because then they're thinking hopefully more critically about the text and how we have gotten it and how to a great extent... Christianity is a sect of Judaism. Yeah, D- listen, don't say that in the wrong places, Caleb. People get also a cult. You. Yes, one hundred percent.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. We are a cult. You can't. It's you know. That's how it works.
2: Listen, we are not.
3: We have a culture. We are a cult.
1: Yep.
2: So I we don't reincarnate Christ in our communion. So I'm not in one.
3: Wait, who reincarnates Christ in their communion? That's
0: you do. Not- <laughs> <laughs> She knows
1: what she did she's really proud of herself
0: yeah she is I'm I'm really proud of her
3: me too but I still had to say before the podcast like that's not what anybody believes because we have non-Christians that listen to this podcast from time to time and that's not a thing
2: Well we're not really selling it it's a cult
3: yeah of course it's a cult.
2: It's a great time. love Jesus.
3: I'm not going to, like, not tell people it's a cult. It's 100% a cult. Now, we're not like the Branch Davidian cult. Right, we're not like one of those weird ones where we drink Kool-Aid and die. We drink the blood I of the sacrifice and have eternal life. There's a difference.
0: Okay. There's like the the colloquial like here's the five like definitions of a cult or like five yes. s- signs of a cult. And uh that that I believe is more but I think that's less uh that's not like the dictionary definition. What are the five signs of a cult? Oh, I
2: I'm going to have to look. I found 10 signs.
3: Oh, 10 signs. Go with it. Let's hear it.
0: Oh,
2: we're none of these things. We're none of these things. Oh, me we, we, we might be some of these things. <laughs>
3: None of these things. Oh, well, <laughs> well, maybe Maybe a couple of
2: them. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know who the leader is. So it says the leader Jesus. is the ultimate authority. So, yes,
1: yes, 100%.
2: I'm not
0: sure you can say that. Are you? Hold on. Are you saying that Jesus is not the leader of Christianity? There's the technical definition, like you guys so like to tell me, that isn't as important. And then there's the, the understanding. Like the, the cultural understanding of when we say who's the leader, most non-Christians would not say Jesus. The sentence says, they may call themselves a prophet,
2: messiah, messenger, or an enlightened teacher. And they can also be CEOs, military officials, politicians, self-help gurus. So really, it's just encompassing all. So we have to check that box okay the group suppresses skepticism but i don't think that's true
1: (laughs) i like how she tried to say that with a straight face like but couldn't even get past it herself super open to people having questions we don't dissent yeah no you can say anything you want
3: We've never been known to burn people at the stake for disagreeing with us.
2: That was not my denomination. That's
0: still the, either either it's all the Church of Christ, or it's not the Church of Christ. Sorry, mm, no, Emily. No, that is
3: not how this works. Heretics do exist. It's not necessarily all the Church of Christ.
1: But, but the Church of Christ did burn people. <laughs> yes. No, and and in them, baptizing them for a long time.
2: The group delegitimizes former members. I don't think that
1: happens as much. We excommunicate people. We have okay so one of the things i talked about when we talked about history of global christianity was how here's the thing marcion didn't wake up one day and say you know what i'd like to overthrow christianity and come up with like all these other rules no he was like hey i'm having issues understanding this old testament thing and this new testament thing so i'm gonna come up with a system a theological system even To describe and understand how the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament can coexist. And we called him a heretic and basically kicked him out of the church. Yeah. So we 100% do that.
2: Okay, but that's the royal we. I don't do (laughs) the. I don't think that's the royal we, but go on. What's the next one? Uh, the group is paranoid about the outside world.
0: I don't think that's true. Uh, you're trying really hard, Emily.
1: Make Make America Great Again.
0: But we're not paranoid. Like nobody's I feel like bunkering. You need to go
3: read the Christian National or just listen to the podcast when we reviewed the Christian Nationalism book last year.
0: What do you mean we're not paranoid? Okay, Eve, Emily, I I was working on trying to help you with this because I disagree with you, but, but, but saying we're not paranoid, I'm like, oh, Emily's smoking something. We're going to have to try this later.
2: Just some gluten-free cookies, thank you.
1: One of the things you have to remember when it comes to early church specifically— um, is that they didn't allow people to be baptized until the catechism was over because they wanted to make sure they weren't spies. And they couldn't even eat communion until they had been catechized. They couldn't be a part of the church until they'd been catechized and baptized. So when we talk about that, you know, we talked about those last two weeks. The reason those things exist specifically is because we were worried about outsiders infiltrating the group and exposing us to Rome.
3: Right. The structure of the service would be you would have your public service, uh, which is why the liturgy is structured the way it is um, in liturgical churches, where you have the song service or, or the songs, the singing, the acclamations. You have the things, then you have the homily, uh, and then you have confession, and then you have the passing of the peace, and then you kick out everybody that isn't baptized and continue with the Eucharistic liturgy.
2: For real? Yes. You do that at your church?
3: No, that's that's they don't they don't do that now. We don't do that anymore. But that's how it used to be. That's the historic practice, is you do that, and then everybody that isn't baptized has to leave, because only baptized believers can take communion. Because we don't want to die. I thought we
2: were going to ace the first four, so now I am concerned, because the last (laughs) ones were the ones I thought we were going to fail on, but...
3: Okay, okay, go on.
2: The group relies on shame cycles.
3: Every group relies on shame cycles. Yeah,
1: that's a weird one
3: to... To put in every group, cult or not cult.
2: Okay. Number six is the leader is above the law.
3: No, no, no. The leader creates life itself is the law. Yeah. That
1: one, that one's a little harder to get by in the Christian community.
2: Well, I think it was saying like the sexual grooming and things
3: the catholic church made the law through most of the middle ages you can just buy a church and whatever you had done sexually was forgiven so also the catholic church and other denominations just moving pastors around who had been sexually immoral instead of reporting to them to the police like
2: "Mm, yeah that
3: one's rough all right it's accurate
2: yep Okay, well, number seven is the group uses thought reform methods.
3: Every group does that.
2: If you have a serious question, they are answered with cliches, and then you're
1: probably in a quote. That
3: one, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: That's, that's sociologically sociologically problematic to, to list that.
3: Or, or are we damning all human institutions? I think that that's what we're doing.
0: I think that's actually more prob- probable
1: there. Which is, you know, probably the correct thing to do. I found another list,
2: which is also interesting. But okay, number eight is the group is elitist.
3: Well, we're the only ones that have eternal life, so.
0: Oh my gosh,
1: Caleb. (laughs) Yeah, but that might be the first one that doesn't apply to Christians as well as the other ones, especially in the ancient, in the
3: the Greco-Roman world. Because we're all dirt people.
2: It's free to anyone, even dirt
1: people. I don't know what that means. (laughs)
3: Well, we no, we recognize that we're all dirt people. Like that's foundational to Christian theology: is we are all dirt people.
1: That's the radical grace of God: is that you you are not deserving of the gift that He has given, which is probably the most radical thing about grace.
3: Right. It's 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 pretty anti elitist. Yeah. But at the same time, we're all God's images, uh, which is radical elitism for all of humanity.
1: Right. And there's an elitism in there's an exclusivity. But not necessarily elitism. It's that's a it's a weird one when you get down to the the nuts and bolts. But
3: yeah, yeah, I'm going to disagree with that one.
2: All right, see, we're redeeming ourselves
3: here. If you're nine out of ten things, you might be a. Cult. We're not
2: nine out of ten things. We also said we weren't for thought. Um, reform methods no, we said everybody and is the leader is
3: above the law we we knocked two out
2: but it's not specifically us
3: no that a leader is above the law definitely definitely we think that
2: number nine there is no financial transparency you know this what happens in many churches i
1: judas did take care of the money
3: that's all i'm saying Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, a lot of churches don't have financial transparency.
2: And he did do some creative financial planning, so there was money. And number 10, I could really agree with this one. The group performs secret rites.
1: Oh, 100%.
3: Didn't we just talk about kicking people out of the service before we eat the flesh and drink the blood of the sacrificial lamb? But
1: do a lot of churches do that, though? Like, have secret rites? No, but we're also talking about what happened before it. Historically, You might not have secret rites, but you also went to a church that baptized people and sang songs. I don't see why that's weird. That's normal. At the park. No, it's not. It is not normal to do it at a park when you have a church building.
2: It's super normal. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Might be the weirdest thing I've ever heard is you have a church building with a baptismal font in it and you still choose to go to a park. We boarded that
2: up. Um, now they use a hot tub, okay, and they do it in the sanctuary.
3: Wait, hold on, oh. hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> they had a baptismal font in You can't put this
2: in the in podcast. The sanct- we get oh, in the sanctuary. Oh, oh, yes, we can. I don't
3: care. You're not there anymore who
1: are you getting in trouble by he doesn't listen to the podcast
3: you had a baptismal font in your sanctuary made the decision board it up then you began doing baptisms in a park decided no we want to do it in the sanctuary again so rather than unboard up the baptismal font and reinstate it you bring in a hot tub from time to time
1: yeah they're hoping it's a time machine so
2: my understanding is I've never seen the baptismal be used. I used it I like here's the thing.
1: <laughs> Caleb is broken.
2: <laughs> I was told the hot water heater was too expensive to like deal with. So they bought a hot
0: tub? Okay, wait, hold on.
3: Now, first off, a portable you get a portable hot water heater, they're a hundred bucks. That is not a reason.
0: Hold on. We have a baptismal. It sits in our uh-huh. the back of our sanctuary. And we just we 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 hook a hose up to our um faucet sink faucet run the hot water and fill it it doesn't need a hot water heater listen this
2: happened before i got there i don't really know the story
3: think about what theological statement you're making about baptism by not having a baptismal font when you could like, just, just think about it. You're saying baptism is temporary and unimportant because it doesn't have a permanent place in the life of the institution.
0: Oh, I call BS. I, ca- I call total BS. You can call BS,
3: but it does...
0: The hot tub does stay
1: put up in the supply closet. That's not better. Second, Rebecca, you have to remember that our archaeology... Archeolo- our let's try this again in three, two, one. Our architecture communicates... Our theology. So if the, what's that thing called where preach, preachers preach from the pulpit pulpit. Thank you. If the pulpit is center of the stage, we're saying that the, the most important part of the service is the sermon sermon. If the pulpit is off to the side, what are we saying? And the communion is front and center. What are we saying is the most important part of the service,
3: the body and blood of Jesus, the communion.
1: So if we're, if there's not a baptismal font, In the church building, we are saying that it does not matter enough for us to put it in the building. But if
2: it's in the building and behind a wall, that says we care deeply about it and didn't want it
0: to get hurt.
1: That says something.
0: Okay, so my my issue with that... Is If we're talking about a building, I guess, sure, I'll give you that. But coming, again, as somebody who I did not grow up in the church and was baptized in a river, like in, in a pond, with a ministry that doesn't have a building to have a baptismal. So No, no, 100%. So you're saying 100%, but when I call BS and say, no, 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 we can't, we can't blatantly say that if we use a, uh, no, a that temporary... No, that wasn't what we are saying. That, that, exa-
3: whole- no. No, exactly what I said is that we boarded it up and brought in a temporary tub.
0: But what you said, no, but what you said was that if if we use a temporary object for baptism, we are communicating that it is a temporary thing.
3: No, 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 that is that not what is I said. That is
0: what you said!
3: <laughs> no, what I said is that if you boarded up the baptism, the baptismal font... And then did that. That's what you're communicating. Not that if that's what you use, because that was what the architecture of your space allows.
1: Yeah, it's one thing. And if you build a space, they will come. But also, you should definitely, if you're building a space, you should try your hardest to put a permanent institution.
2: Well, I didn't build this space, but I will tell you, I have found as I've gotten older that I'm not classic millennial in the in the things that they claim that I need as a person, because I like the Old, like grubby looking tub that everybody's dunked in. It's not grubby looking, but you know what I mean? Like the, the, the tub in the center of the stage has been around and a I minute. love. Yeah. And I love the communion table. Like I know that
1: those are not in anymore. Those are really out of vogue, but yeah.
2: I love the I'd communion table. I'd like mine to be front and
3: center as well. Because
2: but. it's a, it's a piece of furniture that's like difficult to move. And that indicates that it's.
3: I don't know what kind of church you guys go to, but we definitely have a communion table. Oh, no, we definitely do. It's center stage every every Sunday. It's the main, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, you do it every Sunday, huh?
3: The pulpit is off to the side, like all of these architecture things. uh, When you look at it, historically, and even in the modern day, unconsciously, all of the architecture that we do communicates things to people. And your church made a really weird choice, Emily. And I don't—I I didn't intend to harp on that.
0: Well, we know that in lots of ways. Um,
3: no, that's—it's.
1: I just don't understand.
3: It—it broke me there for a minute. I was like, "Why?" Legitimate
1: broke Caleb, you guys and Rebecca. Just to your point, we're not saying that it's temporary and like it doesn't matter. We're saying that if—if if your building does not include that and you had some sort of say over it, you are making a theological statement. And that's just the way it is. Now it doesn't mean you're like anybody baptized in a different way is like less baptized, but <clears throat> it doesn't mean that whoever built the building and kept it the way it is eventually is making a theological statement about baptism. Does that is that better for you? Does that does that make you a little less upset?
0: Oh yeah, I, I still think if we go back and listen to the way that it was phrased, it it wasn't it was implied. That, and, and I don't. I again,
2: yeah, Caleb definitely said that a uh, temporary equals temporary.
0: Yeah, like that. You did say that, Caleb. So again. Wait,
3: hold on. I listed the things that they did. Caleb,
1: I don't know why you're arguing. You just need to play the sound here and see what happens.
3: Because I'm also talking to Rebecca in real life. I listed the things in the order that they happened and then said this whole group of things is what this communicates. It's not just they did this and then they did this and then they did this and only this last thing communicates a point. It's they did all of these three things and that together communicates a point.
2: I apologize for using listening in order to respond instead of listening in order to hear.
0: I don't, because I'm pretty sure it still was communicated in that way. So I'll be—I'm willing to be wrong when we listen back. But I—I um, I heard though the way it was phrased is how it came across, and that's all I would like Caleb to own.
3: Think about what theological statement you're making about baptism by not having a baptismal font when you could, like. Just, just think about it. you're saying baptism is temporary and unimportant because it doesn't have a permanent place in the life of the institution.
2: Caleb, you're not you're not um, Protestant anymore, right? I'm so Protestant.
0: What the crap, Emily?
1: I'm so Protestant. I'm Anglican. Emily is gonna do great at world history. I thought Anglicans were in their own class. No,
0: Anglicans are Protestant.
1: They're about second as Protestant as they can be, because as Protestant as you can be is Lutheran.
0: Okay. Well, I thought
2: Lutherans were Protestant. I didn't think Anglicans were Protestant.
0: Lutherans are like the most Protestant. That might have broken Caleb, but Emily's breaking me. It's almost as bad as um, Nate asking if Egypt was in Africa. So I'm sorry. In my mind, I thought
2: Anglicans were like Catholics. And Catholics are not Protestants.
0: No. Catholics are the only ones well, and Orthodox. So Anglicans are
2: Protestant Catholics?
1: Yes. No, they really are. They are Protestant Catholics.
2: Oh, okay, fine. So that's what I was thinking in my head. I was thinking Anglicans are like Catholics.
3: What was your question that you had there?
2: So your communion, like my communion, now it comes in like little cuppy things, and I I Mm -hmm. hate it. I could rant about that. But my communion growing up came into trays separate and we like pass it around
3: okay but right. in
2: um liturgical churches you dip it in the you you drink out of one cup right
3: At my church because of covid nobody's sipping from the cup they do it by indiction. and so the priest can you use normal phrases
2: that's where you dip it and stick it right
3: yeah they dip the <laughs> they well <laughs>
2: Well, I'm sorry. He used intinction. <laughs> Why
1: would you say it like that, Emily?
2: You said say it different, so I did. They I knew out right. you're talking they about Caleb. They dip it
3: into the cup and then they place yeah, it in your hand. We were definitely
1: talking about Caleb. What and
3: you, language did they use that wasn't the normal language?
0: Intinction is not normal language, Caleb.
3: Intinction is the thing that I was explaining what it means when you said we're use just normal language. We're just saying that's not
0: what normal people would use, I'm just sir. saying,
3: you didn't explain it. I was in the it. process of explaining it when you said use normal language. Right,
1: and you didn't explain it last week, and then... <laughs>
3: then I tried Emily to explain it last week, but Emily said, was broken because I said, dip and it cup. and stick it. <laughs>
2: You dip it and then you stick it in their mouth.
3: No, we stick it in their hand because we're not touching no one's tongue. We dip it, place it in your hand, and then you put it in your mouth.
1: Maybe, maybe we don't play. Maybe we don't say "dick it" and "stick it." That's all I'm saying. I didn't say "dick
2: it" and "stick it." I said "dip it" and "stick it."
3: Either one. Don't say any of them.
0: Oh, it hurts. <laughs> you guys, you're killing me.
3: Okay, wait, hold on. What was was that your question?
2: Yeah, like, is that how most liturgical churches do it, is, like, intinction?
1: Uh, So the Lutheran church down the road does not.
3: Post-COVID, a lot of them do. A lot of them will do, they'll do the little communion cups.
1: Yeah.
2: But
3: usually glass ones that are washed. Wow. It's
1: more sustainable.
2: Why is communion less fancy where I go?
3: There's a couple reasons why you have to do that. It's more sustainable, but also because they have a high view of the uh, wine, uh, it has to go. It has to be returned to the earth. So they have to wash those in water, and then that water has to be dumped onto the ground. It can't like go down the drain into a river. Really? Yeah.
2: It's a cult. Mine's not like that.
3: That's why they use the glass ones instead of the plastic ones, uh, because they have to wash it out. Do they use soap afterwards? But initially, they'll use water. And all of that returns to the earth. So
2: they rinse it, then they dump that on the earth, and then they wash them. And then they wash it
3: with soap and rinse it again.
2: So that's
1: not really less damaging.
3: All of the wine is returned to the earth. Gotcha. But it's you're still not throwing away little plastic cups because you use the glass.
1: All right. Uh, and if you're using an introduction to the New Testament, you should definitely be using Tom Wright's. Now it's time for the tweet of the week.
3: Wait, hold on. We listed <laughs> three different art choices. We listed Matthew Bates, we listed Tom Wright, we last we listed Scott McKnight. No, I said introduction. Oh wait, for the book for the textbook? Oh yeah. One hundred percent.
1: Yeah. If you're just using a textbook, you should be using New Testament in its world.
3: One hundred percent. Oh yeah, I agree.
2: I think we should use the Bible. Why do we
1: need a textbook? Oh my gosh, get out of here. (laughs) Again, listeners, so proud of herself. (laughs) That's
2: why you invited me here is to troll, right?
1: I mean, yes. But you're better at it than we are sometimes and we don't like it.
3: (laughs) A lot better at it than we are. They're
0: they're intimidated by you, Emily. That's really the first
3: off, I'm not intimidated by Emily. Um, there's a lot of distance between us, and I'm not worried about getting in a fight.
0: Caleb, you could have just let that one go. All right, tweet. But I wanted to
3: make a joke about how she can't get to me to beat me up. It's, there's no nothing else that I'm not intimidated about besides the physical distance makes me not intimidated. That was the joke.
0: It's not a good joke if you have to explain it, Caleb.
3: I didn't have to explain it. You didn't
0: listen because you were too busy <laughs> saying I should let it go. <laughs> okay, Rebecca's going to read our tweet. Go ahead, Rebecca. Here comes the tweet. Do-do-do-do. Women wearing skirts and dresses is a, quote, ministry of gender, end quote. It obeys God's law, Deuteronomy twenty-five, and proclaims that men and women are different. God's law is wise. Hair length for men and women.
3: No, no, God law is wise.
0: Oh, God law is wise. Hair length. For men and women is also a ministry of gender. The next thread tweet in this. I don't expect many likes on this post. I simply hope you will stop and think about the wisdom of God's law. And it's really, oh, wrong. It's relationship to the gender confusion today. Next one with a picture of the gentleman who makes it a habit of wearing heels and skirts. Who's totally straight men not wearing dresses and skirts.
1: I know I'm mad at those heels. Like I, I want to look like that in heels
0: is also a ministry of gender. When women first wore pants in the pants late 1800s, flipping it around, here is what that looked like to average people. Today, we can also rationalize and say this skirt is cut for a man and the heels are made for a man.
3: I mean, the dude is is wearing a skirt and high heels.
1: Listen, this man is wearing a skirt that looks better on him than many women like
2: I would look like a sausage in that skirt. He looks he looks
0: very nice. Wow. So he if you go to his Instagram, he his Hashtag entire jelly. purpose is he wears women. He wears skirts and heels because he's like and he's a straight married man. Be faithful. 10 does or this man here. The guy in the skirt because he wants to subvert like clothes don't make your gender. And so he is, like, he's straight. He, like, and is married and whatever. But anyway, the whole, my whole issue with this whole tweet is, like, does he realize that at the time the Deuteronomy was written, men wore robes? I don't think he does. Like...
3: Do we want to talk about that when pants were invented? Like, pants didn't exist for most of human history. Yeah.
1: I know. Can you imagine, like, going to Jesus and saying, hey, Jesus, listen, so... I know that you think what you're wearing is fine, but it makes you look a little gay. <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna need you, Jesus, to <laughs> I got it, <believe>. Yes, <clears throat> I'm gonna need you, Jesus, to please put on these pants that each have have a hole for each leg. I just <sighs> that's what this guy is saying. Y'all, re- everyone realizes that, right? Like he's literally saying. He's not saying it as explicitly as I am, maybe. But that
0: is indeed what he's saying. I just
1: I don't see any issues with that. With me or him? I'm confused now, no.
3: (laughs) Oh no, I see issues with you. Like you, you could not rock that skirt like he does.
0: I would pay money to see Matt rock that skirt though. How
1: much money would you pay? I'm not sure. I'll even shave my legs for this.
0: What size shoe do you wear? This could be a barely saved podcast fundraiser.
1: We do not put Matt's shoe size on the podcast because it's we'll put very it small. In the,
0: put it in the <laughs> chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, we
2: might be able to share shoes. I could I send just some heels. Tiny feet. I have very large feet.
3: Uh, nine.
0: Oh! Oh, we could share shoes, Matt. No, Emily. I nine in 11. men's. Nine in men's is like seven. Yeah, no. Emily and-
3: was an eleven in women's.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So she did do that right. Yeah, because sometimes Emily's good at doing things.
2: Wow! Thanks for the thanks for the shock. I was able to subtract two. Who who was that?
3: Who was that sarcasm directed at?
2: You. Oh, at Emily me. did actually do that right. <laughs>
3: Rebecca thought you did it wrong, and I, know, I was I saying that wrong. you did it right. But then the sarcasm came at me.
1: The first thing that comes on <laughs> because is because yeah, Emily said, she saying,
3: actually did do that right." My point was that Rebecca didn't think that you were capable of it. But then
0: the- no, I didn't say I didn't think he was capable of it. I just went the wrong way. I did not say that.
3: I need this to be the intro to
1: the podcast, Caleb.
3: No, cause you said it doesn't work before she even said what size she wants.
0: Right. I here's the thing. I thought she did mess it up, but I did not think that she was incapable of figuring it out, I just thought she had done it wrong, but that is not the same as assuming her incapability.
3: Yeah, but you thought she had done it wrong before she even said what her shoe size was. Matt said he was a nine. She said, "Oh, we could share shoes," and you immediately thought she was wrong.
0: No, I said what I was you know, talking cause you about. No, because you
3: immediately said she was wrong.
0: No, I didn't. I said. But yelling, I've got headphones on.
3: <laughs> it hurts
0: my ears. So he's a seven, and so I was talking out loud of like, what would that be? And in my brain, I was like, oh, that might be. Hold on, I was and I was saying, hold on, Emily, because I think it's two sizes down. And then, then she said, but yeah, but she hadn't said what her size was yet. I know. So you
3: didn't know that she was wrong. I, I mean, didn't. Listen, ex- okay. Rebecca. Rebecca, never mind. Rebecca.
0: I'm done. Rebecca, what? Rebecca. Listen, I don't want to say this very loudly, but I think Caleb might be right here. He might be right and that's fine. And wh- what I'm saying, what I'm trying to communicate is that I was part, thinking out loud. I which wasn't is fine. actually telling Emily she was wrong because I process verbally, Caleb. The most
1: important part of this whole conversation is when is when Emily said very loudly, "Did you not think I can subtract?" <laughs> <laughs> Let's come back to that. That's the best part. Okay? <laughs> Again, I need this to be the open.
3: Which, of course, I thought you were capable of it. I assumed you were a size I eleven as soon as Matt too. said nine, and then you said that. I immediately thought, "Oh yeah, no, Emma's a size eleven. That makes sense."
2: Matt, I wear an eleven. I wear an eleven wide, so you'd have room in your heels. I'm just saying.
3: Uh, nine. Oh.
0: He could share shoes, Matt. No, Emily. I nine in 11. men's. Nine in men's is like seven. Yeah, no. Emily and- was
3: an 11 in women's.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So she did do that right. Yeah, <laughs> because sometimes Emily's good at doing things.
2: Wow. Thanks for the su- thanks for the shock. I was able to subtract two.
0: Um. Do we have a news story? Because yeah, we do. I uh, we literally need to talked leave about five this minutes. at the beginning. Oh yeah, we did. I forgot. <laughs> I hit my head. <laughs> She's concussed.
1: Because we're talking about a sad thing. So we're talking about. I don't know how much we're going to talk about it because obviously we all do have to leave pretty soon.
0: We are and we all just went. I don't want to talk about it. And no <laughs>
1: one wants to talk about this, but we have to say something because, you know, we're adults. We don't have to.
0: We have to. We have to we at should. least acknowledge.
1: We're doing a show that has a new segment, Caleb. We this, this is like the biggest new segment in the history of our show. We
3: definitely do not have to. We are making a conscious choice to acknowledge this. We are. We are
1: making a conscious choice to acknowledge that what happened in Memphis was horrible. I will honestly say that the first thing that popped into my head when I saw the arrests, men have been arrested if they have been white. Yeah. And I don't know the answer to that question, and I mean, that is sad. So.
2: A few minutes of the video, and it was just really. I
1: haven't even watched. I don't. I refuse to watch those videos anymore. I don't,
3: I don't watch those videos.
2: Yeah. It came up on a news channel here, and I, I oh, had wow. to shut it off because it was.
0: I have to say, I was a little bit irritated. I turned on our TV, and we don't like it, just has like the Samsung basic, I guess, basic cable things that can come with it, but we don't pay for cable. We just have our streaming services. And, and it was just like blaring the video of Tyree Nichols and. Hey! right there as we're trying to like turn on Disney Plus and the the I could tell what it was I didn't look very closely but I was just like until yeah, get out like close your eyes turn around now because I wasn't I didn't know where in the video it was I didn't know what but I could tell and I was pissed at the TV of like seriously I don't have my TV set to a news channel why are you showing me this crap like <sighs> I was angry yeah I mean
1: obviously the video is rough it's long it's uh it's difficult to watch if you have watched it. Um, there's there's something to be said about the history of policing in America, which we've talked about before. There's something to be said about the way that policing um, targets minorities, not just black people, but minorities. Um, there's something to be said about the need to arrest. Like, if you know who the guy is and he's not violent and he runs away, mm-hmm. just let him run away.
0: Yeah, I don't understand that. Like, why the crap do you need to pursue? I
1: mean, it's 100% fugitive slave laws coming back. That's why cops still chase people. What do you mean coming
3: back? They never left, Matt.
1: Okay, all right, fair. Don't call it a comeback.
2: I think my my county, um, I'd have to look it up, but like our county just enacted a, a don't chase because if you pull somebody over and you run their plates... Like you have their address and if it's for a non-aggressive offense, like to not chase.
1: Obviously, if the person is shooting their gun out of their car while you're tracing them, I'm for chasing them. <laughs> Just for the record.
2: Or is causing is causing um like harm is running into
3: people like on their own before they were chased. If they're actively harming people, like I, I, I want you to pursue that person.
0: Yeah. So in twenty thirteen my stepmom was hit by a drunk driver in a really busy area of vehicles, um, and, and which was also a residential area of Pierce County, by a drunk driver that was being chased in a high-speed pursuit by Pierce County Sheriff's Department, and which caused her to have a, tra- a traumatic brain injury that she has been disabled by off and on since then for 10 years. And Pierce County Sheriff's Department took no responsibility for that. Because, but, but, did chasing your drunk driver like help the situation? Like, I mean, could he still have really hurt somebody? Yeah, but would he had been driving as fast to get away from the cops if they hadn't been chasing him?
1: No. Like, there's something to be said about. Obviously, I'm not anti-police. Okay, I think the threat of violence is a good thing for society to properly. Function. What I'm opposed to is the practices of policing that have been developed in America and sustained when, in fact, they have been shown to cause harm.
2: I mean, for me, like, I know a lot of phenomenal officers. Um, my next door neighbor is a police officer and he is phenomenal. I mean, he's he's phenomenal. And I know that in my town there is a lot of gun violence. There's a lot of there is a lot of danger for our officers. But I also know that um, beating someone for reckless driving and running is an overcorrection. Yeah. The reason I feel like I can say that is because it it doesn't say he was even threatening the police. He ran, which is, I mean, wrong.
3: Well, he ran after they pepper sprayed him.
0: Which is a normal reaction. (laughs) Which, like, right. You're like
1: oh something got in my face i'm going to run away from the thing that got in my face like duh and all the articles don't say that he was was violent
2: towards them or aggressive towards them until he was pepper sprayed and then he ran he didn't he didn't even like all the articles i can find don't say he tried to defend
1: himself
3: well there's a video of him getting pepper sprayed and then getting up and running away from the police why did they pepper spray him? He was already on the ground. I have no idea. Okay.
2: But like, I'm a law abiding citizen and my reaction would not be to hit anybody. But if you assault me, that's going to be my reaction. That's just, it's just your reaction.
1: And that's the thing. Honestly, the biggest problem is that police can assault people and get away with it. Yep. The, the violence that the police use is not policed.
2: And what's really sad is that there are many officers that would
1: never respond like that right never cross their mind to do that
2: or treat a person like that but there are enough officers that are doing this that it's in the news enough that it's a pr- that we know it's a problem yeah and I don't know that a lot of times the good outweighs the the negative because the negative it ends up in people dying and the good ends up with people not hitting headlines you know like but his story I mean his story just breaks my heart because I have a an eight-year-old white boy that I don't need to be nervous at a traffic stop for.
1: I just uh, put in the chat, <clears throat> Russell Moore wrote an article today about uh, the Bible condemning police brutality. And it's probably a, a good Christianity Today piece that I think maybe we should throw in the notes. I've got to run. i got to take people places because, you know, life. But yeah, it sucks.
3: Uh, my my schedule is still good because I'm open all day as long as I know about it.
1: Thanks for listening to the Barely Safe Podcast. Make sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast app. You can find more episodes, links, and show notes and merch at barelysavepodcast.com
2: But that can't go in there. So just Caleb cut that. <laughs>